0: Hey friend, thanks so much for meeting me here at Frothy Monkey in beautiful downtown Franklin, Tennessee. It's a great place to get a good cup of joe and share together in some good conversation. Anyway, be looking at the menu. I know you're new here. Decide what you want. Text it to me. I'm going to go ahead and get in line and place our order. Hey, you're listening to Guat. Rocks, God, the world and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission is always advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. Hey friend, this is Season 5, Episode 110. It's the final episode in Season 5. Next podcast will launch Season 6. Today's podcast is titled, The Best of All Possible Worlds. Subtitle: This is My Father's World. I need you to stay with me on this one. This episode is the convergence of several different things that collided in my mind, And all came to a major transition point in my life last week, which for the record was the week of May 17th, 2021. Answers I had been seeking from the Lord came down to one thing, and it was a perspective on life that I first heard from a preacher named Ronald Dunn, Ron Dunn. During his lifetime, Ron was an itinerant preacher who spoke across the globe, sharing the truth of God's word. One night in an annual Bible conference we hosted at our church that featured Ron as the guest speaker, he made this statement, This world is the best of all possible worlds. Ron battled severe depression, which he was open about, due to his oldest son's suicide in the garage of his home. In spite of the grief Ron carried with him his entire life after Ronnie Jr. took his life, he was able to make that strong statement about the world, which reflected his confident attitude toward the Creator God. That statement has always stayed with me. At the time, I thought the statement was original with Ron. He was a sharp mind. As God broke through in my prayer and reminded me last week of Ron's statement, I wondered if he actually picked that up somewhere along the way. So I searched the phrase on the internet and found a good wiki article on the phrase. Wikipedia, I remind you, is an open source, so I read it here. It says, The phrase, the best of all possible worlds, was coined by the German polymath and enlightenment philosopher Gottfried Leibniz in his 1710 work Essays of Theodicy on the Goodness of God, the Freedom of Man, and the Origin of Evil. Now, I don't speak German, so I hope I spoke his name correctly, but his name will be featured in the show notes, so you can look it up for yourself. The claim that the actual world is the best of all possible worlds is the central argument in Leibniz's Theodicy, or his attempt to solve the problem of evil. Among his many philosophical interests and concerns, Leibniz took on this question of theodicy, which is an attempt to justify God's existence in light of the apparent imperfections of the world. Here's the question he asked. If God is omnibenevolent, that means he's all-good. If he's omnipotent, that means he's all-powerful. And if he's omniscient, which means he's all-knowing, how do we account for the suffering and injustice that exists in the world? Historically, attempts to answer the question have been made using various arguments, for example, by explaining away evil or reconciling evil with good. Leibniz outlined his perfect world theory in his work, The Monadology*, stating the argument in five statements. Number one, God has the idea of infinitely many universes. Number two, only one of these universes can actually exist. Number three, God's choices are subject to the principle of sufficient reason. That is, God has reason to choose one thing or another. Number four, God is good. Number five, therefore, the universe that God chose to exist is the best of all possible worlds. When God brought this statement, this is the best of all possible worlds to my mind, he was challenging the personal problems I was having, understanding some of the actions he has taken in my life. I was confused, grieved, saddened, frustrated with him. I had hit TDC. One of the worst things that can happen when you are out jeeping is hitting TDC especially when you are in a place too dangerous to get out to try and move the Jeep. TDC means top dead center. That's why when someone is looking for off-road gear, whether it's a motorcycle, four-wheeler, or Jeep, they always ask the question, what is the ground clearance? The ground clearance means that this is the limit of elevation increase between the front and back tires before you hit TDC. If you're on a motorcycle and hit TDC hard, it can catapult you headfirst off the bike. Friend, we have all been there. It does no good to lie and say you don't feel this way when you do. There are plenty of examples in the Bible where people express their frustration to God. They hit TDC, and they were going nowhere fast. At no time did He vaporize them for their honesty. If the attitudes are expressed with a sincere desire to come to a clarity of vision to follow God with joy— He patiently loves us and brings us to the place of understanding that results in advancement forward, out of that stuck in neutral feel, and he moves us forward off of our mental TDC to a sense of renewed purpose and hope for the future. As I brought my concerns to God once again, he echoed Ron's words in my head. Then he said to my spirit, so Kenny, are you saying I've made a mistake? You think things should be different? So are you accusing me of manipulating you, toying with you, withholding my best from you? Then it hit me. That is the core of the accusation the serpent made against the integrity of God when he tricked Eve into sinning and Adam disobeyed God, sinned, and ushered in sin into the world. In Genesis chapter 3, it reads, Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you can't eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, But about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, God said, you must not eat it or touch it or you will die. Let me stop right there and remind you that Eve added the part about the touch it. God just said, don't eat it or you'll die. In verse four, it says, no, the serpent says, no, you will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Through the echo in my mind of a statement I heard long ago, God brought me to a place of peace and hope that emanates from the truth that God is good, and His providential care over me says that I am in the best of all possible worlds. God is in control. His plans for me are made in love, and He is not holding out on me or making me the brunt of a sick cosmic joke. Answered prayer opened the doors wide in my spirit. And I felt the freedom, protection, and that God's reasons for His action in my life are good and right. They are best. Friends, sometimes the distance from frustration and anger with God to restored peace and joy in living is just one little statement away. God is not playing peekaboo with our minds, wills, or emotions. He wants the best for us and will show Himself faithful if we will let Him. Infuse your mind with the Word of God so you know His heart. Pray in honesty to God and express your true feelings to your loving Father. In His perfect timing, in this best of all possible worlds, He will answer and you will be changed. You will be off of TDC and you'll be up and running again. Friend, be patient with God. He's being patient with you. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace.